Caution, the following podcast may contain explicit language and content that some listeners may find offensive. In continuing to play this podcast, you do so at your own risk and may become infected by the sickness. You have been warned. folks it's reaching that time of the year again where the mornings are getting darker the days are getting shorter and we're seeing a little less of the sun but let's not let that get us down let's keep our heads up both wheels on the tarmac and get out there as much as we can and ride we jump into the next episode I would like to make my apologies for the delay Um, it's been great to have a lot of people that I've been meeting out and about say how much they are enjoying them it's also been great to see all the messages asking when the next one is going to be available Uh, sometimes life can get in the way um, and put a bit of a delay on things but fingers crossed We're now back on track, so without further ado, please enjoy the next episode. Mate, that that was so easy, and I I don't mean that in a bad way to anybody else that is currently listening on this recording, but I probably have to sit for the best part of about 15 minutes waiting for the person to be able to join in the session. So you've made it look pretty, pretty simple. It was fairly straightforward to me, yeah. Just uh, the link worked fine. Excellent. Right, and I'm also going to go on record and say I am truly, truly sorry, mate, for forgetting. Um, Man, you are one pathetic loser. I've lost track of my days. With it being Bank Holiday Monday, um, I've come back into work yesterday and I'm going to go on record and say that I am a bad, bad parent. I forgot to pick my son up from school yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I literally, I pick him up every day at three o'clock. Um, I'd been out to work. I got up early. I literally, I, I came back home for lunchtime. I've sat down. I've had some lunch. I've got out my work clothes. And then three o'clock's hit and my phone started ringing. And it's my son FaceTiming me. And... It, it just dawned on me, mate. I, it, it was like a lead weight dropped in my stomach. I just went, I realised what I'd done. And I was like, oh, shit. It, it's uh, the bank holiday. It's always a killer every time. It always catches us out. It does. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw a spanner in the works on that as well, though, and also say I had my COVID jab on Sunday, and it sent me pretty ill. Yeah. So I think I feel that screwed my head up a little bit. So. I, I had mine on Monday and was exactly the same. It knocked me out until Did literally it? this morning. I was okay again, but it knocked me out for, well, it's, it was tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I felt fine all day, but my missus had had hers the day before. So she had 
a 24-hour head start on how I was going to feel. Mm. <laughs> and, and that's exactly it. I woke up in the early hours of the morning shivering like crazy. I was in bed with the dressing gown on and and banging headache and what have you. And then all of all of Monday, I was on the couch just feeling lousy, achy bones and what. So It's exactly the same as me. I was a day, day later, but exactly the same. So Right, okay. But you're feeling good now? All good now and hopefully on the way to being protected for everybody. So that's the main thing. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, welcome to the Sports to Sickness podcast. Thank you for inviting me. That's all right, mate. I- I'm surprised you were so forthcoming to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think subconsciously you were dropping hints that you wanted to do it. And I think it just took that little bit of encouragement by myself to... I've, I've, I've heard the podcast and I think uh, the people that you've had on in general are very experienced people within the group or within motorbikes. Yeah. And to be fair, I'm, well, in fact, I'm probably quite close to you, but I'm yeah. uh, obviously the, probably one of the lesser experienced and certainly in the terms of knowledge of motorbikes, maybe the knowledge of Harley Davidson's, the knowledge of certainly of this group. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, Introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are and where you're from. Uh, so my name's Guy uh, and I'm from the sunny part of Lancashire called Burnley. Oh, Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't always very sunny, let's be honest. <laughs> I know Burnley very well, mate. I know it way too well. <laughs> uh, my, my dad's a big Burnley fan as well. So. Oh, right, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I'm not, but never mind, we'll move on. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, let's move on very quickly. um right okay so we met for the first time uh last weekend on the surprise birthday ride out for Fick. we did um we met at uh, darwin services and you rocked up on a wonderful looking machine uh what have you got so uh currently i have a 48 special um it wasn't the bike I first got, I've only been riding Harleys for about a year. Um, so it's my second bike to date. And when you say to date, and you're saying that uh, you've not been riding that long, what are we talking? Uh, well, I got my first bike in February last year. Um, so that I bought that this new one in October. Right, okay. And was the first one a Harley? Yeah, that was also a 48 as well, but the standard model. Okay. So... I kind of always wanted a 48 special because of the higher riding position on the bars. Yeah. Um, but at the time when I bought my first one in February a year ago, it was just outside my budget. So how long have you had the one you've got now then? So I, I got this one in October last year. Okay. Okay. So the reason I got my, so I, like I say, I'm, I'm new to riding, new to the Harley Davidson scene a year ago. Mm. Um, and I wanted my, first harley davidson to come from a harley davidson dealer yeah that was mainly down to lack of knowledge lack of experience lack of support i thought i'd have because at the time none of my friends had harley davidson's or really even motorbikes so i wanted the reassurance for it to come from a harley davidson dealer that's understandable yeah and that's why the first one i presume was was kind of out of my my reach for everything that I wanted on it as standard so I didn't have to go and put stuff on it yeah okay 
you know, simple, simple stuff like rear pillion pegs, um, the right exhausts were on it, but I wanted the noise of a Harley Davidson. I didn't have the experience to go and do those and put those on myself at the time. So right. the first bike I bought, I had to make sure all that stuff came with the bike when I bought yep. it. Right. So, so literally that first 48 you got did have all those bits and pieces on it then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. The, the three things were with the exhausts, because I wanted the noise, the pillion yep. pegs and the rear seat. That was my go-to starter pack that I needed. Yeah. Okay. With the pillion seat and pegs for taking a passenger then? Yes. Yeah. So right from day one, my children uh, kind of made the point that they wanted to come on the bike with me. Right. Got you. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. And have they been on it with you? They love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. They've been on some rides out now, even with the uh, Northwest group. Um, so Harvey, who is 14, came or was 14 at the time, came down to uh, North Wales and a big trip out down to North Wales uh, yeah. end of last year. Beautiful sunny day. Um, so we went down there. Um, I think there was about 25 or 30 Harleys on that one. So it was good. Our Jordan was Jordan. I know you've interviewed Jordan before. Jordan was on that one as well. Yeah. Um, so we had a great day out down there. But that was a long ride back on a Sportster from <laughs> from North Wales. Yeah. To, uh, back to Burnley is a long trip on, on a Sportster. And we were both struggling when we got back, even though we had to make several stops for, for fuel. Being a a 48 tank. Yeah, peanut tank, of course. Everybody knows that feeling. Yeah, and my daughter, we've been on a a trip around uh, Rivington and stuff with the group as well, and she came on that one as well, and she she loves it. The great, the group are so fantastic in welcoming them as well. They're just like, always like, please, there's a pillionaire and welcoming to the group. They love it. They always ask me now, where are the kids? Are you on your own? Why are you on your own? Okay. Okay, that's good. This, this is this is again. It's one of the wonderful things in it. I mean, speaking of Jordan, it, the amount of times I got asked on the weekend, you know, where's Jordan? You know, oh, it's a shame he couldn't come. You know, his uh, his work is, um, you know, making it so he's he, he can't get out and ride as much at the moment. So everybody is getting to know everybody. Aren't yeah, they? yeah. Um, How did you, how did you find out about the sickness? Well, it was a bit weird, really, because we was at Riverton Barn. So myself and my friend Pete, we both wanted Harley Davidson's about the same time. Mm. So we decided we was going to do our CBT and then we done our main tests, and we both went and bought our first Harley Davidson's together at the same dealer. Okay. Um, and we had been out and about, but this is February March last year, so we're heading up towards. Uh, lockdown really so we couldn't really go out that far so we went out to a place called Riverton Barn yeah which is quite known for for bikers in the in the northwest area yeah uh, and we were just sat there on a the wall having a coffee and uh, Michael Timpson one of the members uh come up and introduced himself and he said oh you want to join this group called the sports the sickness yeah now if I'm honest when I first heard about it I thought sports the sickness that doesn't what, what does that mean? <laughs> the name didn't like, wasn't striking me as such. So, yeah. uh, so we joined it. And anyway, we never, ever looked back. Never, yeah. never looked back. It's been 
to own a Harlin to be part of the group is fantastic. Uh, uh-huh. And that, that's how we found out and we just got introduced. And then uh, we obviously joined the group on the Facebook page and then yeah. saw a few rides out, went on a couple of rides out and, and straight away everybody's welcoming yeah. you and, and just, you know, you yeah. just feel part of a group straight away, even though everybody else has so much, well, not everybody, but a lot of there people there have a lot more riding experience, a lot more, um, just experience within the group. They were yeah. just like open arms, or we couldn't do open arms at the time, but you know, open <laughs> arms. Everything else. Yeah. Well, let let let's look into that whole kind of experience side of things then. So, uh, I know you explained this to me on the day we met, but I'm going to let you re-explain it for everybody else that's listening. So. Let's start from when you decided or you had an interest in even wanting to ride a bike. My first interest in, in owning a Harley-Davidson was with my dad. He had a, a 72 Sportster. That was about four or five years ago. So that was my interest in riding bikes, Harley-Davidson's. What, what about before that? Have you, have you been into bikes in general before Harley's? No, 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 no it literally started at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've seen, I've been driving cars all my life. Um, and obviously you see a lot of motorcyclists on the road and I would never want to be that motorcyclist. Yeah. I on a sports bike, 150 miles an hour down a country lane. That is just not me. And I suppose that's what I kind of had in my head about motorbikes. Uh, as I suppose a lot of people do with that theory um when my dad got his harley davidson you could see there was no uh there was no rushing around in him he was just there on the bike it sounded good it had lots of chrome on it he looked good on it and you just thought no that's the bike for me that's what i want i can see why now he wanted one of those bikes and he'd been into bikes all his life he did have some sports bikes right um which never interested me at all it was all about the harley davidson so from then on, as I said, I done my CBT two years ago and then how it stumbled across getting the bike and my license was, um, unfortunately, my, my father passed away and he left me some money. Okay. So I said, right, and you can now um, go and get a Harley Davidson. I thought it fit in. That's good. Yeah. Bike. Yeah. Um, he would have loved. Uh, so we went to the local one in, uh, high division dealer they didn't have what we wanted went along to one in nottingham they had the two bikes that we wanted um and then we said right let's get them they're going to hold them for four weeks which means i can then go back get my test done and then we get the bikes they run me a few days later we're delivering it in two days I went, right okay well that wasn't the kind of deal i haven't got my license yet yep so i run my training provider they got me in the week after the bike got delivered on a, I think it was on a Tuesday and I passed my test on the following Tuesday, two weeks after that, the country went into lockdown. So just, just in the right time, So just in the right time. So for the, the way the events happened, which was totally by fluke done me a massive favor. <laughs> Otherwise I'd have been looking at a bike in my shed for well, probably six months by the time the test would have come <laughs> round the game. That 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 would have been a worse tease than the situation for me, you know. Yeah. 
you know, my, I was due to do mine and we went into lockdown, you know, I didn't get to do mine at all. So you, yeah, you, it would have been even worse for you. Um, I suppose I did sail through it. I was quite lucky in a way because I had a two day session booked for a Saturday, Sunday, and I was down to do my test a week after. Um, on the Saturday went ahead, no problem. On the Sunday, it got cancelled due to high winds. So I only done one training day. Yeah. On the Wednesday, I went for my Mod 1 and Mod 2 on the same day. Yep. Which was pretty scary because Mod 1 is what I was really worried about instead of Mod yep. 2. Mod 1 was the one I was fearing the most. Um, but luckily, I managed to do it all with, you know, a day's training and, and, and my CBT, etc. before then. So I got quite lucky, really, from somebody who's... Right kind of never ridden a motorbike before with gears i got lucky yeah excellent right so he, here's here's something that maybe i'm i'm more intrigued about because obviously we've been riding pretty much give or take the same period of time i've not yet ridden with a passenger on the bike with me so i don't know that feeling mm. uh, would you say it makes a vast amount of difference um, I suppose I got quite lucky to start with as my children are quite small. Uh, yeah. when I say quite small, they're still 14 and, and 16 at the time, but yeah. they're, they're quite slight. So for me, it didn't make that much difference when they'd been out on it a couple of times, mm. they started to look ahead at the road and started to know when to lean and yeah. when to lean and, that made it so much easier. Okay. You're using their body weight as well. So when they started just to lean a little bit, it makes it so much easier. Yeah. Yep. Um, I took my wife on it for the first time and probably the last time. Uh, <laughs> and let's say she was a bit stiffer on the back of the bike and it wasn't quite as simple. Yeah. Um, mm. But no, it was a great experience. And you just, I suppose... Yeah, they just jumped on and away we went. It was it, right. was, it was good. I, I've still, like I said, I've still got to experience that. Um, I don't know whether I'm looking forward to it or not, if I'm honest. Uh, I suppose I've got to try it for the first time. I'm gonna got to find out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll come in time. I think uh... I chose my route to start with to an extent. I made sure there was no fast roads, no sharp turns, no. <clears throat> roundabouts you know that are going to be tricky for example so it's a lot of just like yeah. through um you know you don't want to take them on a blast down the motorway at 70 miles now and the first day they've been on it <laughs> a bit hair raising for them that's a good bit of advice <laughs> <laughs> for, for anybody out there could you pick a favorite place that you've actually ridden out to so far hmm a good question um i've seen so many great places whilst i've been out on the bike which i kind of never knew was around um but recently myself and my friend pete went up to uh, whitehaven in the lake district yep um and that ride over there was fantastic the motorway bit wasn't so good uh, <laughs> but after that when you got in the lake district it was fantastic roads over there um, and even uh, on our doorstep is the Yorkshire Dales, heading up down through Skipton, Grassington, yeah. up, up that way. Some amazing rides out there. 
Um, that would be the, the single ones where it's just been myself and, and one other. Yeah. Um, going down to, to North Wales with the group was a special time, seeing that amount of of Harley-Davidson sportsters going along the coastal roads. Uh-huh. Uh, I had uh, Harvey on the back and, and he was just amazed at the amount of people just stopping, taking photographs, <laughs> taking videos, because obviously the, the noise of all these things coming down the road was, was, was a brilliant trip out. Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes you feel good, doesn't it? It, it gives you a real buzz. It does, but it seems to for the people around as well. You know, as I said, these are just people stood by the side of the road waiting to cross the road to stop taking photographs and videos and people in their apartments looking down and taking photographs of kids by the side of the road waving. It's just an experience I was never expecting. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, um, yeah, Harley Davidson certainly turns ahead on like, I mean, sports bikes. You see them all the time, don't you? you? One comes flying past you on the motorway and it's just like, eh. yeah, it, it's a, it's another bike that's just gone flying past me. Mm. Whereas, yeah, a Harley, it, it, I've said this about them. Each and every Harley, yeah, you can go and look in different showrooms for the Harley Davidsons around the country and you can see the same model 883, you know, same tank. Yeah, okay, there might be the odd thing changed on it, but each and every person gets one and I don't think anybody truly leaves them stock, do they? Somebody always makes an alteration, mm. different pipes, different grips, even the subtle things, you know? Um, and yeah, the, the, the head turners. So they are, especially when there's a, a pack of them as well. Well, um, yeah. You know, you talk about modifications and when I first got my bike, I made, I, said to everybody i have no intention of doing anything to this bike if anything needs to happen it will go to the dealers or it'll go to a a high day with some mechanic somewhere yeah um and then i got my second one in october and i thought right i can over the winter i'm gonna set myself a challenge and okay. it was a small, small challenge it was changing the handlebars to uh 14 inch apes now okay. I 14 inch apes i didn't have to replace any of the cables Yep. or anything else because I had the 48 special. So right. I read somewhere, it's fine. If you've got 48 special, you don't need to change any of this stuff. So I okay. I prayed to God that they were correct. Uh, and they were. So the simple job for me was replace the bars, put everything back together. I put some new grips on it. Yeah. And that's my sense of achievement. I, I'm not ever going to do a full service on it. <laughs> I'm never going to do a full service. Maybe one day, but I have no intention of doing a full service on it yeah. or anything like that. That's my sense of achievement done. But I've managed to put some, some some different bars on it. Yeah. No, no, mate. Like I said, if that if that's an achievement to you, then well done. You know, I'm not going to fault anybody because there's so many out there that just wouldn't even have the guts to do just that. So. Mm. Yeah, good on you, mate. <laughs> well, if if money was not an option, and I was to say you could pick any place to go and ride your bike, is there any, anywhere in particular you would want to go? Well, it has to be somewhere warm. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't be in Lancashire anywhere. <laughs> no, no. Um. Oh, you'd have to choose somewhere like uh, 
Italy or Spain or somewhere like that, I reckon. Somewhere uh, around Lake, Lake Garda, uh, yeah. round by the southern coastline of Spain, going down in through Monaco, stuff like that. It would have to be down that way, would be yeah. just... I've saw, I can't remember his name, but I saw somebody last year on, on the on the sickness page and he kept, he kept posting photographs of his trip to Italy uh, yeah. and it looked amazing. And I thought, yeah, that, that does look good. And he went, I think he went down through France and Spain and stuff like that. And well, it was down yeah. through France and I think then he went through Italy and then back again. And I just thought that, that looks really smart. So I've got to be yeah. honest, it'd be somewhere down there, somewhere warm. Um, yeah. Somewhere cool. I'd like to go somewhere cool. And I think, you know, if you're heading along, yeah, it's, it's Monaco. It's kind of, that, that gets quite cool. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of like a bucket list kind of ride, isn't it? It's yeah. one of those kind of this is the, this is one of those things you've got to do. I mean, I, I won't deny that I've seen the um, the Route sixty six trips that you can do where you can fly out to the states and you can uh, hire a Harley. Granted, it probably wouldn't be a Sportster. Um, it would probably be something a lot bigger. But uh, my kind of bucket listing would be to do the Route 66 across America. Um, but I have, you know, been in talks with, you know, Jordan and what have you, and he sort of said he'd love to do, um, you know, a European ride mm. somewhere. It's it, it's good dreaming. Um, if you can make those dreams a reality, even better. So, so that that's where at the moment, so Pete and myself, we're looking to go to, do Route 66 in 2023. Oh, you are you are planning on doing it. Oh, well, you know. We are. So, but that is, well, we're looking at two options. The first one is the easy option. That's hiring Harley Davidson from Chicago and dropping them off in LA. Yeah. That's the easy option. The yeah. other option we're looking at, because of the money it costs to hire the bikes, we're looking at, do we get a few thousand pounds together or a few thousand dollars together? We buy a motorcycle each in Chicago. Right. Ride them to LA. Fingers crossed they make it. Yeah. And either sell them in LA or ship them back if they're still going. <laughs> uh, it's a good way to look at it. So you, you're talking a bit like Top Gear there, aren't you? Well, yeah, it is a bit like Top Gear. It would be the cheaper option if you could yeah. sell it for a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Um but you've got to have the capital up front to, to, to buy the bike. But we're not talking thousands. Bikes over there are half the price as they are here. They are. So, um, but it would you be look... a bit of a Top Gear event going from one <laughs> side to the other on what you've just bought and hoping for the best. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame you can't go to a junkyard and spend the time building one up yourself, <laughs> isn't it, really? That, that would be, make it kind of even better. But that... uh, I suppose... I, I can only just about change handlebars. There's no chance that's going to happen. <laughs> but if you look at the cost when you go and look at these things, they're not cheap, them trips in the first place. So, yeah. mate, you, you could be right in what you're saying. It could be the the more fun option to do. I like your thinking. Definitely a more fun element of, about it, uh, but also a little bit more scary. But, you know, some of these bikes you're looking at over there, they've done 15,000 kilometres. Well, yeah. there's no reason why they can't do another four or five on top of that. I'm sure no. in this country, for example, when you see people with Harley Davidson, I'd say most of the ones I've seen, or probably nearly all of the ones I've seen, are always very well looked after. Yeah. And I yeah. can only imagine that's the same over there in a drier climate than we have here. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I could only imagine, but they're just as well looked after over there. So you'd like I would have thought so. But I would have thought yeah, so. You, you got the brain thinking now, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you there in 2023. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, mate, you never know. You never know. I'll take you up on that. Um, so. Are you are you done with the mods on your bike then, or is it one of those situations where there's always something that you want to do? Um, I think mechanically, I'm kind of done. Um, I think the next thing would be paintwork or something like that because my rear fender and front fender are, are shot; they're rusted already. It's, it's, right. it's two years old and they're shot. So that would be, I think, let's say this year's winter project, but that would be way out of my knowledge. Um, so that would be getting somebody in to do the, that. And whilst I'm doing that, I think then you probably do the tank as well. But I like the tank I've got, so it may be getting a different tank. I don't, I'm not too sure yet on, on how that would work. Yeah, I'd describe your tank as retro. It, I don't... I don't mean retro as in like old school Harley. It, it, it's more like a 1980s kind of decal, isn't it? Yeah, from it's the, the sort AMF one. So it's the AMF, yeah. Yeah, so it's like the bowling one. That's where it's it's from on the special. So. Right, well, Guy, thank you very much for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I always appreciate it, mate. Um, you know, I look forward to seeing you out on another ride sometime soon. Um, yeah. When that is. Who knows? But I'm sure somebody will be posting something up, and and we'll all be jumping on it. So, yeah. oh, can I? I know it's on a couple of other podcasts. You've done like some, some shout outs at the end. Can I do? Yes. A, I want to just do that for the kids and the missus, really. Of course you can, mate. Of course you can. Yes. Uh, my daughter's Tegan. She loves it. She came down to the Rivington one, uh, and then Harvey. He's always asking to go on it, and he made it down to North Wales, which he thoroughly enjoyed. Even though the ride back, like I say, was was tough going. Yeah. And then to my wife, Rachel, uh, she's been out on it once. Uh, I wouldn't say she particularly liked it. She kind of said she did, but I'm not, I'm not too sure. And she has no plans on coming back on it soon. But to be fair, 18 months ago, she didn't even want me to get a motorbike. So she's been brilliant in that way. And listen, she gave it a go. So that's, that's all you can ask, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is indeed. You know, big thank you to all the wives, girlfriends and boyfriends who let us go and do our thing on our bikes. It's very much appreciated for a lot of us, very much needed for a lot of us as well. So, Definitely. yeah, uh, big shout out to you guys. Um, so, yeah, on that note, uh, like I said, thank you for coming on, mate, and we shall speak soon. Nice one. Thank you very much. All right, guy. All stay right. safe. Stay Cheers, sick. And you. Middle finger in the air. <laughs> always <laughs> right see you later mate see ya bye 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 and there we are at the end of another podcast episode I really hope you have enjoyed it uh, a couple of episodes that we've got in the pipeline coming up uh, very soon um, we are welcoming guests on to come and discuss debate and talk about uh, let's say other road users um, things that have happened to you incidents 
any stories you might have. So if you are interested in that, uh, please get in touch. We have had a fair bit of interest about it so far. And then also following on from that, uh, one subject that uh, we would really like to touch base on is also talking about mental health. Uh, Not ruling out anybody in particular, but we're going to start by talking about mental health in males. Um, So make sure you subscribe to the podcast and keep those alerts turned on so you know when a new podcast has been published. So on this episode, we won't be doing any birthday shout-outs due to it being quite a period between episodes. There have been that many that have actually happened. We will catch up with that on the next episode. What we will do is we'll do some new member shout-outs through new people that have joined over the past couple of weeks. Um, And those are as follows. So we have Jamie Curry, Jodie Arthurs, Stuart Rowe, Lee Davis, George Byrne, Drew Steiner, Robert Jones, Trish Tippett, Johnny Allen, Sean Wise, Geronimo Meow, and Ian Holder. A big welcome to you all. Um, Welcome to the sickness. Stay safe, stay on two wheels, stay sick, and we'll see you all soon. Same as it used to be I got my comfort from memory